0: Here comes new challenger. Dun, 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 dun Hey JT, yo, from Saskatoon. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> I can talk without pain. It's a miracle. Oh, did you hear? Did you hear the couple of good ones we slipped on slipped by Blanchard on uh,
1: the new frontier?
0: Well, I think we slipped some there too. But uh, oh, the upcoming ones, we we got a couple of good ones. Really, okay, really good ones. Yeah.
1: No, I. If there was something on the Superman Doomsday, I probably missed them too, man. So. Uh. No, I was uh, talking, telling a friend of mine that it was about when we were trying to do the worst, uh, you know, best TV shows that never got a chance. Yeah. And he's like, "You could talk about that," and I was like, "Well, yeah, I was in a horrible amount of pain, but I really wanted to do it." And he's <laughs> like, "Why would you even try doing that?" And I was like, a "Podcast." exactly gotta keep going man but yeah no it's just yeah i tried that but my powering through uh, after i hung up that night was uh through a handful of ice cubes into a plastic bag and drive with one hand holding like my right hand holding the ice against my don't tell me where
0: your left hand is damn it
1: it was on the wheel of the car as i went to the drugstore oh like jeez ben you got a filthy mind
0: i was making a joke
1: filthy 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 Okay. And I walked in, you know, looking like a crazy man holding this bag of, you know, this <laughs> dripping water and walked to the pharmacy. And The guy took one look at me. He's like, teeth bugging you? Uh huh. <laughs> Extra strength medication? Oh, yeah. A wild kitty hawk appears. Kitty hawk! <laughs> just jump into any conversation. Just kitty hawk!
2: <laughs> kitty hawk!
1: Finally found
0: it. Found what? The punk frogs?
1: No, the name of that guy that, you know, I, I, uh, Carter was the black kid that turned into like a yellow skin. I was calling him the dragon warrior the whole time or the ultimate dragon or, you know.
0: And then the turtles turned into the giant snapping turtles. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then Leo went one step further and he grew like bio laser blasters out of his forearms. Didn't, and- didn't
0: Don Hill have like computer sticking out of him when he grew?
1: I don't remember. I think they just got like bigger and uglier, basically. See, I'm going to put
3: the last few seasons of the 87 series into the same camp as, uh, as the next mutation. It didn't happen.
1: <sighs> I, I'd sooner take those last few seasons over next mutation.
3: I don't know. It's pretty close.
1: Yeah, but they didn't try to force you know they it's kind of like the second season of the human target tv show you know the next mutation oh we can make it better and you know how we make it better we give them a sister
0: oh god and they they don't even give her a weapon they gave her the power of magic she had
1: like those silver meta like those meditation balls
3: don't you need two of those to play neo geo you
1: get those uh like, meditation balls. They're, like, slightly larger than golf balls. You just roll the two of them around in your hand.
0: Those are stress balls. You roll them because you're stressed, not because you're trying to meditate. Well,
1: well you can
2: meditate with them.
1: Yeah, because some people get, like, the metal ones that they just, you know, roll them around like that. And, you know, that was her weapon, you know, besides being extremely annoying. What?
0: and finally, web fiction world. Before web comics, there was independent and self-published web release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Okay, TMNT. I recently rewatched the 5 uh, episode uh, let's see here. So, let's get started. Me 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 me. me. You gonna sing? No, I'm just clearing my throat. E- Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co host, TV's Mr. Neil. Tonight I dine on turtle soup. And we have with us uh, JT from Saskatoon. Hello. And, uh, of course, our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk. Cowabunga. Reaganomics. (laughs) Cow a fucking piece of dog shit. (laughs) Oh, don't mention that again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's cool.
3: Actually, this is kind of a milestone. This is our 51st episode.
0: Yay! The 51st episode. Which we,
3: we forgot to bring up on the actual 50th episode, which would have been Wonder Woman.
0: We are, of course, talking about doing a side by side of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 87 versus 04. And this is a very special episode. I even went back and rewatched the five episode miniseries that started the 87 series. And. Let's go back to the the only five episodes. There weren't any more. Yes. Let's (laughs) let's go back to the actual comic itself just for some history. Uh, Peter Eastman and uh, and and Kevin Eastman, Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird. Pardon me. I get the two confused because they look nothing alike. Eastman Eastman and Laird, you know, they were they were just hanging out, eating pizza and reading uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil. And they're like, "Hey, we could do this too. So we need some mutants, and we need ninjas, and we have to make them teenagers would so be like X Men. Uh, turtles, yeah, that'd work. And yes, that's pretty much how it happened. Uh, so they, uh, so they well,
2: like animal comics were really popular at the time. I remember, like, if I remember that period of comics correctly, like there was a sagio Jimbo and things like that. So.
0: And the funny yeah. story is, they actually became really close friends with Stan Sakai.
2: Oh man!
0: And and that's how that character got into the yeah, team. yeah, yeah. And it's just great because uh, you know the first issue of of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Mirage series, you can actually find it online. That last time I checked, Mirage was hosting it online for free for you to view, so people can actually see how it started. And I think that's great because I remember reading it, and it's it's very dark because number one. Splinter trains the turtles specifically for revenge for uh for uh, for the death of his master. And uh number two, the shredder dies in the first issue. Uh Donatello whips his bow staff and knocks a grenade back into Splinter's face and spl- no in, in the shredder's face, pardon me. The shredder dies in the first issue. It's amazing. And of course, I guess I know in the Mirage series the Shredder comes back as a worm clone thing, but Yeah. Yeah. And it's just amazing how dark this this comic is and of course there's also some jokes in there like the c- cancer mutagen that turned the turtles and splinter into humanoids smacked a, blo- a blind kid in the face and of course that was uh, meant to be a, a a young Matt Murdock yeah. that was that was their joke
1: thing yeah uh, there's like kind of aping on that
0: yeah because as everybody knows in the in the Daredevil comic series around that time Frank Miller's work, Daredevil's fighting against the hand
2: yeah
0: uh. Uh. so yeah so so the shredder oh. leads the foot which is oh. kind of like a funky club for podiatrists and uh, and of course uh, Daredevil was uh, taught by Master Stick
2: yep, I know about that one
0: And and the turtles were taught by Master Splinter
2: oh
0: so, of course. So, just just uh, just some background. And the original comics were very very dark. I mean, the first couple issues were incredibly dark. And then, like like five issues later, you had the like five issues later, you had the uh, you had the damn uh, Triceratops men from outer space show up. So it's like <laughs> it wasn't long before you know Eastman and Laird figured out you know what, wacky's our thing, but we'll still have the dark storylines, but we'll just we won't take ourselves seriously. I mean, we have freaking, uh, uh, triceratops men from outer space. How can you take that seriously? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know they
1: couldn't, because I remember growing up, I saw like, cause they used to do a lot of like, like one and two issue one shots and miniseries. And there's this one, I think it was either a Raphael or a Donatello miniseries where they're running away from some aliens and he's carrying a cow. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Like that's literally how goofy it was. And I, because I read the first, I read the first few comics that I was lucky enough to find them as a kid, and then <laughs> I was going through like a used comic and book and comic store here in Saskatoon, and I found this one. I was like, I must have this. I don't know why, but I must have this.
0: And the original, the original art is very rough, but I think there's some beauty in that roughness. And the uh, and what happened was the comic itself was something that Eastman and Laird made in their kitchen that was stapled and printed in their kitchen, you know, very, very low key run. I mean, the run itself was very short. The original run, the second run was a little bit bigger, but this thing fucking took off. I mean, it took off quicker than, it, than anybody expect. This was a joke and it took off. God, and, and, yeah. yeah.
3: And in fact, that's why it was called Mirage studios because there was no actual studio.
0: It's just them in an apartment in their kitchen. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And what happened was, you know, a, a, a cartoon production company wheeled a big wheelbarrow of money and said, hey, cartoon time.
2: Well, and... it, was, it was the era of mascots. It was like everyone had their own like, you know, I remember there were a lot of animal like team sort of cartoons. Because like that was when I came back from Japan and I remember seeing things like their ant teams and like and I remember I saw Ninja Turtles and I thought this was like I was like what are these just toys and then someone said no there's a cartoon as well I was like what this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen this is awesome I I don't know it was just I remember there were a lot of animal like mascots at that time like I remember Sonic and uh Bubsy and all that
0: yeah yeah and uh Did say that the closest you could come to a, a Sunbow production was Operation uh, Dragonfire. I'd have to correct him on this because I think this is actually the closest to a uh, to a Sunbow production without being Sunbo because the first uh, <laughs> the first five, uh, yeah. the, first yeah. five I've seen that. the first five the uh, first five episode miniseries is like what Sunbo did was a five episode miniseries. That's exactly what Sunbo did. You mm-hmm. had Larry Wise, no David Wise. Pardon me, David Wise. I'm, I'm making all sorts of mistakes today, aren't I? Yeah, David yeah. Wise. Writing the five episodes, animated by Toei. This this is this is like textbook uh, Sunrise work. Sunbo. Yeah, Sunbo. Sunbo. Pardon me, I'm making mistakes left and right here. I apologize yeah. for that. Neil, fix that in post. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you make it work so much already. Okay, uh, like I said, this is the closest to a Sunbo production without Marvel or Sunbo, yeah. because you have David Wise, you have uh, you have Toei animation, and you have some pretty. Damn goofy humor. And yeah. the one thing that always could surprise me when people watch Turtles Forever is said the Turtles were – the original Lady 7 Turtles were not that goofy. I rewatched. Oh, yes, they were. No, it was pretty goofy. I rewatched the first <laughs> episode. Let me, let me put it this way. The first episode, the first 22 minutes of the five-parter, there are eight pizza jokes. Yep. I counted. There are eight pizza jokes. There was four Susie jokes. <laughs> There were six trench coat jokes and six jokes of April not being able to tell which turtle is which turtle. So yeah, I'm gonna say no. The, the the original series was pretty damn goofy.
2: No, it was really goofy. I mean, I remember it was
0: intentionally goofy.
2: Yeah, it was for kids.
0: It was it was David Wise.
2: Yeah, and what did he do? He did kids shows. I remember it was. I remember people would tell me, "Oh, the real turtles was a lot darker," and I'm like, "Okay."
1: Well, this was the real turtles for a lot of us. Yeah,
2: for a lot of people it was. I mean, I remember reading about like, oh, and I remember I lived in nowhere, so I couldn't get a hold of the the comics. So I only knew about the comics through like reading like the magazines. They would mention, oh, long ago there are these comics and this is what it was based on. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. But of course, you know, I couldn't get a hold of them,
1: so... Well, yeah, no, I mean, for me, the, like, I did get the comics eventually, but my first introduction to the Turtles was like, and this is probably, like, a year or so after they really hit with the cartoon, and that's, so like, still hadn't heard of them, because mm-hmm. so I lived out in the middle of nowhere
2: yeah. on a farm
1: growing up, and I picked up, I think it was just, like, uh, it was either an Archie comic or a Spider-Man comic, and that's the one thing I miss from comics, that they have, like, you know, pages of ads where you got, like, mile-high oh, yeah. comics, you can oil order all this stuff and they had this page where the it was basically a black and white shot of the turtles on top and trying to sell like ninja turtle pins and like the books for like a role playing game and yeah just, i
2: remember that game
1: yeah I, I just remember looking at this image like okay they're turtles and they're they're ninjas which is was my thought it's like i'm down
4: yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and that was the great thing. That was the great thing about these first five episodes. I mean, it set the hook for ten years on everybody that watched it.
0: That's yep. true, but I have to say one thing: what? it literally was downhill from there. Yeah, it, it, yeah. because th- because those were the five episodes done by Toei, and those were the only five episodes done by Toei. Yeah, you, you traded was- in Larry Wy- David Wise. You traded in da- David Wise for for Michael Reeves. And and oh my god, it's it it was just painful to watch these five these five episodes because there's this scene where you have uh, the Shredder saying, "I cannot allow the turtles to discover my technodrome," and they announce on the loudspeaker, "Attention, all foot, go back to the technodrome." And then all of a sudden, see the turtles and didn't know what a technodrome was before, and they're like, "Wait, technodrome?"
3: Yeah. See, but that's part of the goofiness. Yeah. I mean That's so, you know, I would never I would never call this series the authoritative turtles, but you know, there is there is some. A little bit of truth to to people who think of this as like the core series just because it ironed so much out from the comics. I mean the uh when I I'm gonna compare this to the Transformers again, but uh the original Transformers comic was kind of uh it was it was a lot darker than the than the T V series as well and uh And the T V
0: series had everybody die in the first ten minutes.
3: Yeah, but that was that was that was really padded. I mean that was as soon as you came back from the commercial break, they were all brought back to life, but, yeah,
4: but, uh, then there was yeah, but they,
3: day. yeah, they, they, but what they did was when the, when the cartoon came around, they, they really, uh, polished up all the character designs and made, made actual character traits for of them. Like, cause in the first comic, like there's nothing. There's like, they're all gruff. Yeah. 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 Some of them, some of them don't even have finished designs. I mean, some of them are just clearly based right off the toys and that's, Kind of well, kind of analogous. To what I think of with the turtles is that those first few comics were, you know, they were they were beautiful, but they were really rough. And uh, the TV show just kind of took it in this direction. Like one of the, one of the things they did was they they gave the mask colors,
2: yeah, so that
3: you could actually tell them well, apart. That, in what,
2: because it's a kids' show, and you need you need to differentiate between the the toys. It's kind of like with the Ghostbusters, like the toys had different color uh, beams, so that kids could. You know, remember the colors, remember the names. So, and I kind of like that addition because, yeah, it's freaking hard to remember which turtles, tur- which. Yeah, cause and you're...
3: that's really the best. That's really the best contribution that's that's yeah. the cartoon yes. really Th- had. thank
2: you. Well, I mean, the the cartoon got pretty goofy, but the series I remember the most is honestly the the Archie comics. Run. Yeah,
0: I just had an issue with, uh, you know, it's definitely it's definitely. Uh, Wise's is writing because because there's just so many goofy lines in here that he threw in just to be cutesy and and without without someone up ahead you know he was the top guy in this so without someone above him there was no one to say you know what that's kind of funny but maybe you should save that for something else no like when they when they uh one thing i don't like is in the 87 series they made a point that uh yoshi was splinter yeah well, in the comics and all other versions, no, Splendor is Yoshi's pet rat. And, yeah, I know, it's a rat's learning martial arts. And I could I see the version. I don't...
2: Yeah, either. I, I I remember I wasn't aware of the comic when I saw the movie, you know, the uh, the one with the Muppets.
0: Oh, and, and by the way, by the way, got to give a shout out to Jim Hansen Studios. That is amazing work.
2: That, that movie looks Not really good. I know. It's just beautiful and i re- i remember i saw it and i wasn't aware of the comics so when they showed uh splinter's origin and that i didn't care i kind of thought it was cool i actually like both versions
1: yeah cuz whereas for me like i remember the first uh in one of the, like the ninja turtle adventures like the archie series had like this mm-hmm. poster and it had like you know teenage mutant ninja turtles the movie <laughs> with like four of like the four archie turtles yeah. surrounding it so i thought the movie was going to be like a cartoon and they're me and my friends are like oh they're finally gonna you know find a cure for splinter or they're oh, gonna, really? you know i i thought it was going to be a continuation of the cartoon and then i go in you know with my brothers and my cousin and my mom it was i remember the another thing i remember of this movie besides the fact is like i found out like jim henson was working i was like fucking a you know, because I loved me some Muppets growing up, but it was the first movie that I ever got to go to as a kid that my mom wasn't sitting right beside me. She oh, really? she actually trusted me enough for it's Ninja Turtles. I mean, what's going to happen? Yeah, Damn! yeah. And but I go in and it's like live action. I was just like, oh. Well, but to get but... back to Splinter for a second, the one thing that confused me because you know, even as a kid, I try to follow logic in my shows. You know, suspension, disbelief, and whatnot. My argument is akin. This is what got me the got me on the blacklist for a while in the playground. I was like, if mutagen works by you turn into the last animal you touched, why is Splinter not a turtle? Yeah, because yeah. they explicitly say the animal you last touch. He last touched the turtles. Yeah, it's it...
2: maybe he had rat fur on him. Maybe. Well,
1: Yeah, maybe.
3: In... Five minutes later, you're hanging from a tree by your uh, by your underwear. <laughs> Also, Shut up!
0: <laughs> it's
2: just a show. You really should just relax.
0: And, I was like, 10. And personally, yeah. per- personally, it's a, the thing that I think we're sort of walking around in it, so I'm going to address it directly, is it's the people who act like 87 is the purest original form of the franchise. And they get upset that there's any deviation from the 87 when in actuality, like the movie is more of a movie based off of the comics than off the cartoon
2: i've never heard any like anyone like oh, I this the show except for maybe like the the live action or maybe like you know some people who prefer the older stuff don't particularly like the 2003 show or yeah that's what i mean thing. i mean
0: people people who who people who only know the 87 and bash anything that deviates no. from the 87 i've seen that all the time
2: oh well i i don't know anyone who like they may say, like, I prefer that, but I've never seen anyone, like, bash. It's just mostly like, oh, well, that's just not for me. Yeah, but I guess I it's just...
0: No, I've, I've seen that. I've seen I've seen people who have... Well, no, said...
2: I, I, I don't doubt it. I mean, anyone can get, like, you know, fervor about, like, this is the purest Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VI, or something like that. <laughs> which it is, but... Um...
0: <laughs> well, it, for instance, for instance, I have seen someone who I won't name... Go into a five minute tangent about how April in the live action movie isn't wearing a, a tight yellow jumpsuit. Uh,
2: okay, okay. Now that I, I I have to say that was that was a mistake. They should have had her in the yellow jumpsuit. She should always be in the yellow jumpsuit and I should barely be able to see some cleavage. Barely because yeah. this is P G.
1: Yeah, because the one thing you got to—they did have a yellow raincoat. I mean, they did at least yes, try. They
2: yeah, they did do that, and that
1: was. I, and that was one of my favorite gags from like the end of season one into season two of the O three Ninja Turtles. Oh, I love that where
0: where she where she proposes as a, and then and then Donatello says, "April, are you a TV reporter?" On? And she says, "Yeah, in another life, maybe."
1: Yeah, no, yeah. that that was great, and I like how yeah you know, they get her in the tight suit and she's getting a little va va voom going on, and I remember like you know this is like years and years ago it was like i was in high school talking with some friends and they're like yeah you probably had funny feelings about april o'neill and i was like you didn't well
0: one thing i need to mean, correct you about guys though is one thing in the 87 series there was never a cleavage line never that's true she had yeah, she had that yeah that shelf. thing down she had that thing zipped down quite a bit and there was just nothing there was just, just all it was just all flesh tone. there was never a cleavage line it's you can check yourself I, I guarantee it i guarantee there was never a cleavage line
3: our memories fill it in for us
0: and but i one thing i have to tell you though is the o3 series did have a cleavage line when she was wearing that suit yes
3: but you know if you want to see the movie actress wearing wearing that suit <laughs> all you have to do is find an arcade version of uh, of the first arcade game the, on the side of the cabinet is a picture of that actress wearing that costume. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Neil, you always are able to find like movie actresses wearing wearing video game and in, in the cartoon accurate uh, imagery all the time. It's like you you have a nose for it. It's like uh, yeah, if you if you go to Street Fighter, uh, the movie. <laughs> Kylie, <it's... laughs> Kylie Minogue.
3: Kylie <laughs> Minogue. Oh, speaking of video games. Oh, another note about Splinter. Uh, back on the first NES game, oh, the one no, that man. nobody can fucking beat. Uh, if you actually do beat that game by destroying the Technodrome, somehow you cure Splinter's mutation.
2: Oh, yeah, because I've seen a speed Pretty-ish. run of I've seen a speed run of that game. and I remember that. Yeah, because I've never no no mortal can beat that game. <laughs> I,
4: yeah,
2: it's or- like
3: Sorry. It's tied with Battletoads as like the the biggest asshole game of all time. Well, I
1: mean, <laughs> um, Battletoads, you phonology. can use you know, I borrowed that game from a friend of mine in like grade school, and I played it for five minutes. And I turned around and looked at my dad, is like, "Can we go back into town so I can return?" Yeah. This? You know? <laughs> yeah. like, that, fuck that game.
2: That, that was the first. Okay, so my brother got that game, and that is the first game he had never he could not beat. That was like of all the games we've gotten up to that point, he got that game and he just couldn't beat it. He was just so frustrated because he was like, I can't beat this. <laughs> no one can beat this. And I remember he just, he never played it again after, like, he tried for, like, two weeks and then he just gave up. He was
1: like... I, actually, there there is uh, one person that can beat that game. Yeah. Bridges. <laughs> oh Bridges. Oh, God. No. Hey, You blame Neil for that one. He brought it up in the episode he did on my show. So I was in The Wizard. And Bo Bridges was actually beating the game. I mean, come on. Oh, man.
2: I know why I thought April had cleavage. On the art for for the toy she did.
0: Yeah, it, but in the cartoon, I promise you, there was never. No, no, space.
2: no, not in the not in the show, but it was on the toys. That's why I thought she did.
0: And I got to say something else about the first five episodes. April is really, really whiny. Yeah. I mean every five minutes it's, it's oh no, what do I do now? And then and then it then you know, it's like she gets an easy out like six times in the first episode, but then she keeps on saying, No, I have to keep going because of the story and then she walks five feet and then all of a sudden, Oh no, what do I do now and, and one of the trolls had to save her dumbass. It's, it's 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 oh my god.
2: Yeah, but that's that's typical eighties. I mean, every every show's like that. Chick gets in trouble, dudes have to save her.
0: Except for G.I. Joe, where he had the, that episode with all the girls. Remember that one? Well, Joe? yeah. Yeah.
2: And, well, but G.I. Joe was not that kind of show. G.I. Joe was like, oh, these chicks fight alongside us. What of it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's. But I, I, unlike I, the I, April in. Sorry? No, go ahead. I was going to say, unlike the April in the Archie comics, he you know, went from being like a news reporter to being like some ninja warrior that was related yeah. to some ancient mystical deity. I don't know. She
2: starts dating the dragon.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, the the, the, the yeah, Japanese the... fireman that turns into, like, the yeah. Godzilla-sized Ch- dragon. Oh, God,
2: what was his name? oh yeah, T-Sui or something like that. And um, no. and he was, like, the dragon warrior or some, something like no. that. And, oh, man, that, that, that whole... I just remember I got that. I was getting that comic series i remember just reading it going what what because even compared to the even the tv show the archie comic series is just like even from the get-go just goes into weird territory because like there was the wrestling federation
1: oh with uh cuddly the cowlick
2: yes yes
1: which was one of my favorite characters from the comics now i don't know did you ever read the archie comics then?
0: Uh, I actually never read the Archie comics. I read the Mirage comics and the okay. Image comics and yeah. the, uh, some IDW comics, but never okay. the Archies. Oh, man. It, the,
1: the arch- very like, within the, I think it's like the first year or so, of the comic. At one point, the they they fight Leatherhead, who's this like by this like thug from Bayou the guy. Yeah, yeah. So steals like this crystal ball from like Mary Bones, who's like this you know swamp.
2: or something like that. Yeah
1: turnstone or something and she uses it to turn him out'll turn you into a leatherhead and you know it's the leatherhead you know red hat fur vest blue jeans and I remember at one point because I read these not too long ago he they're fighting over like it looks like like a traffic bridge that's underneath New York City and <laughs> leatherhead flips out and he falls into like the bottomless pit that's under New York City and then not too long after that, the turtles are kidnapped by cuddly the Cowlick which is a flying talking interdimensional travel accessible cowhead yep that licks them up like spits them back out on Stump World where uh there are these two basically think Vince McMahon to the comic extreme it's a living tree trunk who they're wrestling promoters yep and they end up getting like these funky wrestling costumes like Leo gets this faux samurai thing. Mikey's got, like, a Japanese, you know, luchador costume. Uh, Oh, God. Raphael gets a suit, which is basically the black symbiote.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: You know, and they got to fight Ace Duck. Or, no, no, wait. They fight Crying Hound, who's a four-armed bulldog alien. Yeah. While Leatherhead's in the other ring after having been rescued by Dudley, and he has to fight Ace Duck, who's, like, this prima donna wrestler who... You know, it is to laugh to think you could hurt me. You know, just like this ultimate douchebag wrestler.
3: I want some of these drugs.
2: This was <laughs> oh oh oh, and then after they were done with all this, they ended up in the Amazon, oh, and they yeah. meet, they meet the Jaguar God Jaguar.
1: Yeah. Like, oh. and, and, and then and then the thing was before after that they're in the Caribbean they meet Dreadmon.
2: Yeah yeah yeah.
1: He's oh, man. super fast werewolf.
2: <laughs> and then they the mute animals is what they ended up like grouping okay. all the an, the animals they find on their journey
1: yeah because they had like man ray or ray fillet y- yeah who was uh the turtles and this is one of the great thing about the comics like the archie comics because for the longest time they used like this kind of faux animated style to make it seem more like the comics and they go to an aquarium in the you know fedoras and trench coats and they're, like, checking out this giant manta ray that's in a tank. And then there's this guy there who's, like, kind of intense, but he's a good dude. And he's, like, well, we're locking up for night. Get the hell out. And he's going. He's uh, trying to track the source of, like, toxic dumping on the New York coast. And he finds this yep. drain pipe. And for some reason, he's, like, he's reaching down to pick up. It. It's, it's mutagen. Like, the shredder is, like, basically excess chemical runoff you know, it's pouring out this pipe, and he's reaching down to grab some in his hands. He's like, I wish I would have brought gloves. And then this giant oh. backwash comes out, and the, the mutagen goes to work, and he turns to Ray Filet, and who else was on that team? Because there was Jaguar, Dreadmon, Ray Filet, Mondo yeah. Geck was on there. Let's we'll see here.
3: Wasn't Ray Filet in one, in, uh, one of the Turtle Fighters games?
1: Yeah, uh, he
0: was in, like one, of their, like, one of the Street Fighter games they did.
3: Yeah. Cause I was going to say, some of these are sounding familiar, yeah.
0: but uh, back to the cartoon. It's uh, one, one thing <laughs> that's funny to me is uh, there's an episode mm. in season two, because everywhere I've ever seen, they consider the five episode in series season one. There's an episode in season two where they have the punk frogs where, you know, uh shredder decides he wants to create his own, the, uh, uh reptile amphibian team so he creates the uh, punk frogs and names them after uh, you know attila the frog and uh genghis frog and and napoleon bona frog yeah <laughs> it, it, you can tell this is a michael reeves episode already it's like <laughs> double entendre <laughs> and uh you have basically this is around the time that other TMNT clones were starting to show up in comics and other media not quite in cartoons yet but yeah. I mean, there were several comics like uh like Punk Rack, Rock, Punk Rats from something something was another one of Oh I yeah remember.
1: and With Picture uh, Adolescent Kung Fu Kangaroos
0: Yes <laughs> Oh my god so uh, so so some people could almost try to give Michael Reeves credit by saying this is like a meta commentary but if you watch the episode you won't give Michael Reeves that credit yeah,
3: because it's just not that clever. <laughs> and then, firstly, I think it's too early because uh, First, the really bad ones didn't come until much later, like Street Sharks.
4: No oh God, Street,
1: street Sharks.
0: T-Rex. And uh, Biker Mice from Mars. There was
1: swat oh. Do not touch
0: my Biker Mice from Mars, Ben. Uh, you do not
1: touch that one.
0: The, the, cowboys, of Mu, uh, the cowboys of Moo Mesa?
1: I will give you the Cowboys oh. of Moo Mesa. You do not touch the
0: Biker Mice. Extreme Dinosaurs.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember Bucky O'Hare came after.
0: Bucky O'Hare.
2: Yeah, Bucky O'Hare came out after
1: Ninja Turtles.
0: You can't really touch Bucky O'Hare. No, no,
2: no. I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying I remember it came out after Ninja Turtles, and I remember
1: at
0: the time. Yeah. Jackson. Yo, Neil brought it up this time. We're not
1: going down that road, Neil. Come on. I want to go through that one show with you guys without that being brought up. Or Uncle Ben. Owen. (laughs) Or Uncle Owen, sorry.
0: Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben either makes rice or gets killed in the first issue. (laughs) But uh, back to, uh, back to, back to the actual episodes. Yeah. I remember that. It was just so strange. And another thing to watch for when you watch the series going forward is the very first episode, I I think is some of the best animation in the whole series because you have Toei animation at its best. I mean, Oh yeah. This isn't this isn't their A team, but this is their B team trying really hard. And one thing I actually liked in the first episode that you don't see, and even the second episode is still done by Toei, is in the first episode the turtles have beaks. Yeah, they did. It's yeah, very subtle, right. but I I liked it. I liked it. And then the second one.
3: Yeah, is... they had that line down the down the down their face, and that slowly went away as the as the five part. Actually, second well, one it's
0: gone. Second one it's gone yeah. completely. Yeah. Really? Were, yeah.
2: yeah, because they. Were, the animators probably thought, oh, well, these are turtles. They obviously look like Kappa. So.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. The and, uh, as, I forgot as,
2: about that.
0: And but, as, yeah. we, as we know uh, from watching river monsters, Kappa are actually salamanders.
2: Well, but they draw them like little turtles. So I can see why they would have put the line there. And, but that, I, I forgot about that.
0: And there's also some pretty wonky animation, even for Toei, like, uh, when when they bring when they bring April to the lair, and by the way, just a funny note for me is uh, David Wise. I know you're trying to be cutesy, but the 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 topping combinations you have the turtles eat are fucking gross.
2: <laughs>
3: They're supposed to be gross.
2: Yeah, yeah that's that's, funny. it's
0: funny. Uh, not for me. And uh, number two is what does Splinter feed April when she wakes up? Sushi. Oh yeah. And but where are they in again? A sewer, of course. Mm. Would you eat? Would you eat raw fish in a sewer? Anybody? Well,
2: that's a joke.
0: <laughs> it that, that, that gives me the squickies. That's. Uh...
1: I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Master Splinter was, you know, wise enough in his experience to know that he's living in a goddamn sewer and therefore should never eat anything
0: off the floor. Yeah, he, but, he, he, but he, he you know, if he prepared it, if he, if he prepared it. it, would you eat something that was touched by a rat?
2: Well. I
0: I, I'd probably give him the benefit
1: of the doubt, considering I'm talking to a four and a half foot tall talking rat.
2: Well, and also (laughs) also you got to put in the you got to put in the context of this is 1987 America, and like sushi was still exotic and still considered pretty much gross. So, yeah, you have to you have to think about like most Americans would have been like, what raw fish?
1: Yeah. Whereas that's not the worst topping they had because in the one one of my favorite episodes, because as a kid, I loved Judd Cameron's Aliens. And they have that one attack of the killer pizzas where Baxter Stockman puts a meatball oh, on the pizzas. And then they, like, microwave the pizzas and they mutate and hatch into, like, these yellow-skinned alien parodies, which I'm just like, that's kind uh, of awesome. In-
3: yeah. It, it, blatantly, H.R. Geiger ripoffs. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. A- H.R. Geiger is... I don't know if you ever watched an interview with a guy. The guy is legitimately creepy, oh. but that works for him. That works for him because it's...
1: He, well, creates... how could it... he, he created the aliens, like the xenomorph. Yeah. How could the guy not be fucked in the head?
0: <laughs> but the, that's the thing. You sort of underestimate, even with knowing that until you watch an interview with him. And then it's like, it, it can give you nightmares. Just listening to him. Talk.
1: No, I've seen, I've seen an interview with him. I, I know of what I speak. <laughs>
3: You know the- that is the episode that I was thinking of when I think of uh, how goofy this this uh, particular series was. Just because you have pizza monsters.
0: Oh, th- that's well, nothing. Are- there was a toy. I remember a toy that was like a tank that shot pizzas. <gasps> I oh, had that. And it. they had an episode where they explained it, where where it was oh. basically Donatello was trying to make a pizza oven that didn't work right, and then they had to commission it as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Although- for me,
1: the Alien Pizza was not the goofiest episode, and, and it's one—it's one of the ones that I remember fondly just because it was weird. Was the one where uh, Michelangelo eats mutagen-laced chocolate chip cookies and turns into a human teenager. Oh, oh I yeah, remember that one. And then he—he—he—you he know, he had to because he was tired of living in the sewers and he wanted to live up top. But he didn't realize that being a turtle is what made him so awesome. Because then he absolutely sucked at everything.
0: Reaganomics. Oh, dude. Oh, god. I'm sorry. That's still one of the best that uh, gags Robot Chicken ever did. Yeah. But, but uh, it's. I just remember bits and pieces of other episodes because, uh, you know, Eastman and Laird let this cartoon get away with a lot of shit.
2: Well, I mean, oh. they were they were like, oh my god, we are making money. Oh my god, we are making money.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say they were much too busy counting their money.
0: And yeah. uh, and as as you know as you know. Uh, as you know uh, it's uh was it Eastman yeah i think it was Eastman that that bought heavy mail magazine right yeah. With, yeah with all that with all that instant money he's like i like heavy mail magazine i own heavy mail magazine <laughs> <laughs> it's uh that's
2: one way to do it
0: and uh, and what i love was uh there was only you know Eastman and Laird there was one time in the old series that they stepped off their mountaintop to say no they they were writing an episode where they were going to give Raphael a girlfriend. And uh, the intent was it was going to be a fe- it was going to be a woman who gets turned into a female turtle. And uh, oh Eastman and Laird stepped off the top of the mountain and uh, held the two stone tablets and threw it down at that at the David Wise and said there are no female turtles damn it.
2: Except that they let that happen later
0: on. Uh they yeah. under could, worse circumstances. The was wrestled away from them at that brief moment.
2: Yeah. But uh, Venus de Milo is...
0: De um, didn't happen. The my- it
2: did. Sorry. Happened.
0: Uh, la, 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 la. Oh, speaking
2: ago- of happening, this happened.
0: Oh, God. Is this, is this oh. the musical tour?
2: No. Oh, but I remember watching that on video and going, oh, my God. This. Oh, this- yes. Oh,
0: the the OVA.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Was actually the Super based- Mega Turtles. The Saint, like
2: the Saint
0: Turtles, control. yes.
2: And like Takara was like, yeah, sure, okay, we'll we'll make some Ninja Turtle version of this.
0: And what I love is, you, oh, there's actually a cleavage line in this. Oh, yeah, oh. That, that was a cute April. Well, t- 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 and uh, <laughs> Shaw Baby actually did a review of this, and it's hilarious. Oh, man, I gotta check that out. Baby, have... Well, Shot Baby showed that in the second part, you know, this is the first part with the Saint Turtles. The second part is where they have the animal armor. Oh! In the second, in the second part, that he had he, he showed a picture of April with the uh, with the uh, camera, saying, "You guys look cool." And that he it, it, and uh, Sean Baby wrote the caption, "Lying cunt." <laughs> oh.
2: Oh, speaking of, have you heard about there's a new new uh, Ninja Turtles coming out? I just saw the trailer for this, and the style looks um, lazy. Is what I want to go for.
0: Actually, it's better than most of the series.
2: Well, I mean, but like at least in the series they tried. That's here. Cute. Here it looks here it looks kind of flat, and it's like, oh, you're going to hide your bad animation by putting shadows everywhere. Bravo! <laughs> I mean, the, this this background scene looks pretty good, but I'm like wondering how how well is this going to hold up
0: when they, they actually they, they, the- they did a lot of great animation in this because they actually animated uh, animated uh, uh, lots of boot bounces in this, and that takes a lot of time. Uber.
2: What in, in in twenty in the twenty
0: twelve version? No, in the uh, oh, I was, I'm sorry, I was talking about the uh, the, the OVA. I'll no,
2: have... no, 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 no. In the OVA, that was some pretty good animation. I'm talking about the twenty twelve version that's coming out, which is pretty lazy looking. Have
0: you yeah. seen
2: this? Yeah, I have. <sighs> that's another thing. Like, um, I'm sorry, I, I I love Ninja Turtles, but I I don't want to see another reboot of Ninja Turtles. I mean, I went and saw that CG movie that came out a few years oh, back. Oh, God. Yeah, I saw it in theater because I was a sucker. So did I. Well, I mean, I had to go see it. And I, I thought, at first, I thought this might be okay. But it progressively got worse.
0: It was about it was about Patrick Stewart and uh, Four Stone Warriors. And, oh, by the way, the turtles show up somewhere.
2: Yeah, and then there's, like, some human chick or something. I don't remember. I just remember thinking, wow, this took forever to make, and it is pretty bad. And, that, yeah. and I'm looking at this 2012 series, and I'm just thinking, you know, I liked Ninja Turtles when I was a kid but do we really need to redo Ninja Turtles? Can't we just air the 87 show and we'll introduce a new generation to the drug-filled mania that is the show?
1: <laughs> well, no, because then parents write groups, well, you're trying to poison our kids!
2: Oh, come off it! They don't even know. I mean, they they think of, like, H&R Puffle stuff or whatever as, like, wholesome family entertainment when, oh my God, it is a drug-filled wonderland. <laughs>
3: Interestingly enough, the eighty-seven series was kind of a response to uh, parents' groups because yeah. uh, you had GI Joe and Transformers that were all blatantly war uh, cartoons, and you turn and then a couple years later you have the Ninja Turtles, which are you know. Cute animal characters, yeah. and they're still violent, but they kind of flew under the radar for at least a year. And
0: then there were, and then yeah.
3: until uh, until you know
0: kids started whacking grandmother's knees with the uh, with the nunchucks. And then they had to upgrade Michelangelo to the ninja rope.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that.
0: <laughs> it was a rope. It, that's all it was. It was it, he had a rope with like a turtle grapple hook at the end of one end of the rope. And it was. Oh god, it, it hurts but, just saying it. And uh, it one didn't thing I get
2: to... it didn't get as much controversy, I think, mainly because like I think like the Simpsons came out soon after it came and out.
0: And Simpsons was a primetime cartoon, and you had Bart Simpson say stuff like "hell damn ass king."
2: Yeah, so. exactly. So that's why Ninja Turtles got to fly under the radar, just be like, Woo!
0: And And uh, one thing I have to say though is, uh, is Okay, I think I think that the whole Casey Jones doing the Clint Eastwood thing in the 87 series is funny at first, but it's sort of worth thin. And I preferred the Casey Jones from the comics and the 2004 series where he's like a Brooklyn guy. And he says, Google, Google, come on. How can you you not love that? goon Goon Goongala, Yeah,
2: Yeah, but they were trying to make him like all kind of scary and stuff. And they didn't really ever get into like he's a human being, too, in the TV series. Yeah, and I and don't he, remember him being very important in T V series. I remember like I remember watching the movie and being like, Why are they spending all this time on this Casey Jones character when he's not all that important in the cartoon? It wasn't until later I found out that, well, actually he is kind of important in the comic original comic series and that's why they make him important.
0: And in in the cartoon he showed up twice I can think of. in the first appearance they made yeah. him they made him like go after litter bugs as much as murderers. And the second appearance, the turtles enlist them to infiltrate Octopus Inc., where, he, where Casey Jones is working an office job. Oh, with, yeah with, with the bullet and the hockey mask on while wearing like a suit and tie. I'm like, "Oh God, as a child that felt off. As a, well, but, child, but, uh, as a child, the next day at school, me and my friends were making jokes about it because we, it was so you know... Weird? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, that's what Casey Jones was on the TV show. He was just this awkward, like, creepy
0: dude. With Whereas, an Eastwood voice, yeah.
2: Exactly, and so that's why it was so weird in, like, the movie or, if, like, later you read the comic series, you're like, wait, he's a he's a person? He's not just this, like, you know... he's not not even he's not even like human he's more like this spirit that goes around being creepy everywhere
0: and that's what i love about the comic version because it's uh he's not the best fighter on you know as one of the turtles allies but he's he's a fierce fighter and he doesn't have a fighting style as much as he has like a a golf bag full of baseball bats and and hockey sticks and he just keeps on going and he shouts goongala it's that's that's just awesome
2: yeah, and 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 I I would prefer that, but it was obvious that the people who were writing the cartoon show were like, eh, we don't like this character. Let's
0: make David Let's
2: go crazy.
0: And you know, I just have to say that uh, there were there were lots of things that, uh, you know, going to the, uh, you know, going through the eighty seven series, there, you know, as the series went on, it's it kept on getting weirder and goofier and goofier. And then in the last couple seasons, they decided, okay, let's go dark. And this is what the fans call the red sky seasons.
2: Oh, I barely remember this. Cause I think I fell off on watching at that point, but I do you
0: know, re- do you know, do you know about the intro for the red sky seasons?
2: No, I have not seen the intro for that. Uh, well,
0: that it's the it's, one it's, they, just, it's they... part live action, part. Uh... Yeah. They mix in part of the, uh, Part, part of from the
1: movies and that and that's oh man <laughs> and they no, get did,
2: like that I,
1: no go ahead i was gonna say isn't that the one where they they get like some alien like bug alien warlord thing becomes like the new big bad
0: yeah and they also they also took away april's uh yellow jumpsuit and gave her a a, a brown shirt and a blue jacket and oh, uh, i think
4: i remember this yeah and
0: uh and they give the turtles eyelids Oh uh, yeah. And uh, and the turtle the four tu- turtles are exposed to more mutagen and, and they turn a uh, super uh, snapping turtle in. I'm not kidding. And and No, uh, no,
2: I'm, I I think I remember this now. And
0: Michelangelo Describe and uh, and Leonardo had uh, biological uh, technological lasers in his pecs. <laughs> Ugh. I checked out long before this. And...
1: Yeah. I, I barely remember the last couple of seasons. Like it's, I said the most I remember, cause you know, were talking about it before the show is I was trying to find the name of like that black guy that like mutates into some yellow skinned pro wrestler.
0: There you go.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have like the old stuff where you had Irma and uh,
0: Vernon and all those characters.
2: Yeah. And all the staples. Let's see here. Ninja turtles. Now I,
0: there's the beaks again. The beaks are back. Yeah. Ugh.
2: Okay. Now I do re- I do remember um, in the Archie comics it got really weird towards the end, like
0: weirder like, than where you were going earlier with with the with the uh, with the uh, gods and stuff. And
1: well, the the Archie comics. I mean, I remember that towards the end they got into like this huge like sci-fi. Yeah, the future epic. stuff. Yeah, yeah where before the future stuff, like they had that huge crossover where they brought back, you know, the the eyes of Sarnath, like the alien crystals that could do anything from like some oh, of the
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Space. You know, and yeah. then Donatello almost became one with the universe and
2: And then the, the Mutanimals die and then
1: Yeah, and they couldn't even kill them in like the final issue of the comic. Like they canceled the series and <laughs> then the, the mighty mutanimals into backup features in the like the ninja turtles comic yeah they they got killed there and then you know because that affected the comics well and then they had like tour right towards the end they had the one where they're in the future and they're the side because they had to pimp out the toys yeah the the cyber samurai ninja turtles
2: yeah and like um oh man they were trying to be so dark with that series i remember and i was and i remember reading this and thinking this is just getting bizarre and like I have to say that, like, with all art, with most Archie, like, serious series, like, that are not, like, Archie comics, like, Sonic got weird, too.
0: Oh, God.
2: Yeah, like, the Sonic series, like, there was something about, like, future King Sonic or something like that. And, and when I saw that, I was just like, this is just like the Ninja Turtles comic. They just went completely, like, off the rails. Let's do some future crap. And then it ties into the present somehow.
1: Yeah, because they I mean they they have like their future cells where like Mike's like living with the ninja fox babe that Raphael yeah, was that's... hanging out with within the present and the the
0: polar ice caps So basically, it's like the no, fox... no,
2: no. It's not Ninjara. That's like Ninjara's granddaughter.
0: Oh wait no. a minute! Wait a minute! They 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 look like new gods in this cover.
2: Yeah, Mezcal. Yeah, that's her. And she's, yeah. like, the granddaughter of Ninjara
1: or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, like, the future, and they have, like, the... What was the... There was, like, that t- that cat mutant that had, like, the Terminator head and had a cigar.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh. that was... That was... Uh, I'm looking at this article right now. That was uh, Terminator, Terminator X.
1: X. Yeah. Then they had, like... Is uh, it Armageddon or something? They had, like, that uh, mutant shark with, like, the turbines in his shoulders and, like, squid tentacles for legs. <laughs> it was, like, some... Mania, you know the stereotypical maniacal crazy bad guy yeah, yeah. No, they, towards the end of the, the Archie comics it got so weird and, and I don't even think they had a proper finale because if, if memory serves the last two issues were the adventures of the pre-adolescent kid turtles
2: yep. yeah and then it got cancelled but because like I think by that point like this was around like 1996 or something like that was when yes. they finally axed it or something.
1: Yeah, basically.
2: Cause, yeah, because I remember it was like the series had been way over by the time the Archie series finally ended, and I remember I would constantly, I would co- like not con but I would keep going back to that series just to see what the hell was going on lately. And I'd pick it up and they'd be like, "Okay."
1: Yeah, like here's like it was basically the last two issues. Here's like the cover from the first one they did the yeah, you know, li- li- basically Little Ninja Turtles. It was. It was Archie, yeah. so why not? Yeah, yeah
0: little no. the Archies, yeah.
2: Okay, I don't even remember this. I don't even remember seeing this with the little, little I, turtles.
1: I had so, I had all almost the whole run of this series when I was a kid. So
2: it's time for intermission,
4: boys and girls. Soundwave, jam that transmission.
1: Rumble, frenzy,
4: rabbit, rabbit, inject operation interference.
1: No, there will be no Operation Interference. I am TFG1Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. Twenty-four episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts, in Steve Megatron and fan of the show now co-host Peacon Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out.
3: Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com.
0: You know, I I think we have to start touching on uh, the 2003. Yeah, 2003. Because, like I said, many many of the fa- the uh, 87 fans I've seen instantly vilify it for being different, for for being for taking itself too seriously, for having a Splinter that is the pet rat versus being Yoshi, for having a for having an April that is uh, that is uh, Baxter Stockman's uh, lab assistant, having a Baxter Stockman that's black. I've seen people complain about this, and you know the yeah. that's thing- it,
2: that was his original
1: uh race yeah
0: he was black in the mirage comics that's exactly what i was about to say that all that was how it was in the mirage comics and then they say well they it's like it wasn't originally this i'm like well actually it kind of is you do know that laird is working on this cartoon directly he's the executive producer right (laughs) and and
1: you know what you're talking about the people that say this is like this is the so the inferior series to the 87 doesn't this sound like an argument you had with mr blanchard about a certain marvel property
0: it sounds exactly <laughs> like that actually because this cartoon actually has better animation as well versus and the better storytelling and one thing i have to love is this cartoon it it doesn't it doesn't shy away it uh, if you remember uh this cartoon actually takes a lot of notes from the original mirage run because a lot of the notes are hit like uh when Lee Larnedel gets injured in the Mirage Run, and uh, Raphael has to look after him, this happens as well in the comics. And uh, there's also there's also the uh, the foot attacking April's uh, April's uh, antique store and burning it down. This also happened in the comics. Yeah. The, 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 these are all events that happen in the comics. It changes up afterwards because in the uh, in the cartoon they they grab uh, they grab the uh, sword of Tengu, I believe. Yeah and uh which is which is a semi-mystical semi-technological artifact and uh in the cartoon itself in the cartoon leonardo fucking cuts off the shredder's head
1: oh yeah he goes highlander on him
0: and they show it they show his head fall off and then the shredder's body collapses but then after trolls are like oh we won and then they they pack up and leave after they leave the shredder's body gets up picks up its head and walks into the flames (laughs) <laughs> wow because because a little known fact is uh if you don't watch the cartoon these are spoilers and but this you still have to watch it even with these spoilers in the original in the original comics there was a race of aliens called the utroms which were like brains that sat in the cavities of robotic bodies
2: oh yeah yeah
0: and uh and krang was in the 87 series is definitely based off of a neutron but the thing is this yeah. in the 2000 series cartoon the shredder is actually a Neutron criminal named Krell, and you know Orokosaki Saki is just his human guise for his robot body.
1: Mm-hmm. And at, at least until the fifth season, but we'll get to that.
0: We will get to that, yes. And that's what I love. And and you have you have a, uh, you know you have, you have the shredder's daughter that you know. Karai, that's a great character. I, I love that character of Karai because she, she's torn between honor and her absolute, almost ludicrous devotion to uh, to Krell.
3: And wasn't she wasn't she in an earlier adaptation? She was in the sort? comics. Yeah, I was going to say because I remember her being in a, one of the NES video games.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah uh, so
3: I knew she. I knew that she had already existed because of that.
0: And you know, so it you just also had one. Specifically, incredibly dark for especially a Saturday morning cartoon was every time Baxter Stockman failed. If this is this wasn't like the original, uh, not even original. This wasn't like the '87 Shredder where the Shredder rewards failure with yelling. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. When when Baxter Stockman <laughs> fucked up, uh, the the 2003 Shredder took a part out of Baxter Stockman.
1: Yeah, he went Yakuza on him because I mean. But he lost. He lost an eye. He lost a hand. He lost the ability. He lost his legs, and he basically ended up like a head on a spider bot. And, oh, then, was there, and then wasn't he, there
3: actually a wasn't there actually a band episode uh, centered around Baxter Stockman?
0: Uh, there was no the, the band episode you're thinking is based off of the Garbage Man.
3: Ah,
1: uh, didn't have something to do with like conjoined twins or something. Yes, like
0: that. Well, well, the Garbage Man con- is the conjoined twin of Hun.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh Jesus. Yeah. And like I said, it's uh, what I loved was just that, that, uh, you know, it got really dark because you see more and more Baxter Stockman, you know, every time he shows up, just another part of him missing.
1: Yeah, because at one point, and this is like in the third or fourth season, he's just a brain, he's a brain and a spinal column and nerve endings. And they send him out in like this, uh, like encounter suit that projects a hologram of his like former self. Oh yeah. And then he ends up in like a Hulk bot body where the the big decanter that his brain is floating in you, they plug it into like this cyber body. You sort know of I mean? sort of
0: like Kane from uh, from Robocop two. Basically, yeah.
1: I never thought of it, yeah, right. Until you brought that up. But no, that I love the O3 series. This is actually the only animated series that of all like the animated DVDs and everything, this is the only series that I've actually have a complete run of thus far
0: and what i love is uh oh my goodness just there's just, just so much i love about this series because there was an episode of uh they they actually recreated an, an issue of the comic there was an issue of the comic right after jack kirby died where where eastman and laird did an issue where donatello teams up with with kirby to save asgard <laughs> yeah and they faithfully <laughs> recreated that as an episode of the o3 series
1: yeah and they, they also have the uh and they had like the Christmas episode.
0: Oh yeah, they had
1: one where like the Michelangelo one shot where he, I, I love one of the things about the series. Mikey was my favorite Ninja Turtle through every incarnation, but I love the O three one because he gets that pet cat. Yeah, and it's like the the, the Christmas episode is the best because he's going out. He wants to buy you know toys and have like a Christmas Christmas, and then he runs afoul of like these crooks who are stealing these toys from like orphans. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh how you know but that was the thing about ninja turtles is like they could take all these ludicrous concepts and it worked i mean they had an episode in i think the second or third season where the turtles are basically fighting cthulhu oh yeah because they have this episode where there's like this like gothic looking mansion cathedral thing that just basically if it doesn't have a host to live off of it'll entice somebody inside it'll like extend their life but at the same time it like feeds off of them like some demonic possession sort of thing, which is really weird. And the, even the one, like in the early episodes, where they had like the the city that's like
0: under New York City. Oh yeah, that was a great one.
1: Yeah, and and the one of the things that hit me about that is just the fact, you know, the Shredder is like performing these experiments on people, and they and then, like you say, it gets kind of dirt because they don't shy away from showing these people in pain, like horrible pain, like they're turning into these you know creatures, like these mutant freaks. And it's it's almost like comparable to that scene from American Werewolf in London, just like the way you see that it hurts and it's drawn out and they're losing themselves. I mean, that's one of the best things about this series is they they made it fun for kids, but they also made it for adults.
0: And like I said, I love the Casey Jones of this series because he's got that Brooklyn accent. He shouts gungala, and what I love is they <laughs> they show that you know he 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 he's not he's not quite as good a fighter as the turtles, but if he's on the battlefield with him, he can hang, he can hang with him.
1: Yeah, and, and it gets better as time goes on. I mean, and- I still, uh, what was the one where the, he gets kidnapped by the foot and uh, the turtles have to go rescue him with that girl that Casey knows?
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I
1: can't remember the episode. I know the one I'm talking about. It's like Casey, Mike, he's like, Casey, Brung you a present. He pulls out a bat, <laughs> and Casey cries. Like you see him tear up, and I was just like, that's my boy.
0: It, what I love was, uh, you know what, I have to just say it. It's uh, the vehicles in the 87 series are goofy as fuck. Oh yeah. I mean they it, have the logo plastered on the front. You have the you have the turtle grimace on the front of the fucking van. But in the in the in the 03 series it's it, it the vehicles are cool again and not they don't have the brand splash on the side.
1: Yeah, it's like like literally you see that you see the battle shell. I Even the, the the name was like better than party wagon, although I would still like the party wagon.
0: If oh, yeah, the party, yeah, the party wagon. wagon's uh, rocking, don't come and knocking. Exactly,
1: <laughs> but no, like the battle I just like that first episode because you see the shell for the first time in the episode that introduces Casey Jones. I just love the setup. Like they could find like this awesome, like prefabricated, like living space, and they've got a secret elevator up to their abandoned warehouse. It's like how batman can you
0: get what i love was what i love is basically what happens was they they uh they foiled a robbery of the purple dragons which is like an offshoot of the foot that's basically just a gang and they foiled it of of an armed car robbery and they and they take the armed car armed car with them yeah armed car and they're like and don tell's like "Hmm, i can do something with this yeah and that's that's what i love is they you know it's uh you know I just love this series so much because it's just it just gets more and it gets better and better. And what and I love is on everything. And what I love is uh, what happened was as the series was going on, it was getting popular. But then the studio decided to meddle, and they said, uh, "We want you to do an ep- We want you to do a season in the future." And uh, Laird said, "Hey, wait a minute. I'm rich. I'll make my own season." So <laughs> yeah. so while so while the uh, while well, the network was making uh, Flash Forward, Laird was making the Ninja Tribunal season.
1: Yeah, and then the, stu- the stu- studio still says that Flash Forward is season five when it's not.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I know people hold it against the series, but you know, if Laird went out of the way to spend his own money to make a season, I listen to Laird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know exactly what you said. You no, know, the, the Ninja Tribunal season, that's what I loved about because you know you go back to Oroku Saki and how the how they get rid of the Utron Shredder is like he they had they're invaded by the Triceratons. Oh yeah, and then they have like basically all of season four is the Utrum Shredder scouring the planet, stealing you know under the guise of reclamating, the like helping the world get back into it after this invasion but he's really stealing all this tech and building into like this gnarly looking spaceship that is under his goddamn mansion in the middle of New York city.
0: What I love is you have a, uh, what I love is just how, you know, the turtles got rid of him, you know? <laughs> and, the, and after that, the season after that, they changed the intro where, where Michael dancing around the shredder's helmets. We,
1: we shredded shredder. Yeah. No. See that, that I I loved how that how they, they subtly changed that. Cause I mean, during the uh, during the course of the O3 thing, I mean, they had you know you know beware the shredder, and then they had you know Mikey do that, maybe you know, shredded shredder. Then they change it back when they got Cry, who's like the new shredder for yeah. a while, yeah, and then Cry, they go the, back. The,
0: the female shredder, yeah,
1: you know the one one that you watching uh, the series, you know Leo was into her, yeah, they, but they, the... they have that whole thing where they hold the whole samurai honor thing that is apparently a turn-on for Leonardo, because he's just like, he's <laughs> giving her another chance. He's like, if I help her out this time, she'll
0: kiss me. And uh, what I love is we had to, uh, to talk about Miyamoto Usagi. Yes. His name is not Usagi Yojimbo, it's Miyamoto Usagi. Miyamoto? Yeah, pardon me. Uh, no, okay. And uh, yeah, that's his name, because Dan Sakai is actually a Japanese artist author and artist and in if you ever read usagi yojimbo which you should because it's an awesome series it's an yeah. awesome comic series it's yeah his name is miyamoto not uh not uh not not yojimbo which the 87 series got wrong
2: well but that was the name of the series and i guess the animators were aware that that was just like you know no Yojim no the what does yojimbo mean again
0: yojimbo means something like bodyguard
2: yeah, something like that. And so I guess they just assumed. Well, his name was Usagi Uj- Usagi Yojimbo, but oh
0: well. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> he was in actually, there. Us- Usagi in in that episode came off as especially goofy in the eighty seven series. While in the uh, in the oh three series, he came off as as bad as he did in the comics.
2: Well, but yeah, but that was because like by the time the two thousand three series had come out, like I don't think there was much focus on children's cartoons by that point
0: and and by the way the where usagi shows up was the battle nexus season and my god the battle nexus was awesome
4: oh yeah
0: and another thing i have to mention is uh go pick up the issue the the volume of usagi ojimbo where the turtles show up it's i believe it's volume uh 12 i believe i need to check on that it's awesome it really is awesome because you have a Stan Sakai just did these great jokes, and I know Peter Laird and and uh, Kevin Eastman were there with him because I think that was actually the volume that was published by uh, Mirage. Because a little known fact is uh, Usagi Ojembo bounced to Mirage for a couple of it volumes, and uh, if there was some there were some funny jokes because uh, Donatello was curious about this world where there's animals, and and he's he's asking uh, Jin, you know, the the rhino samurai questions like do you have a mm-hmm. tail and he says don't get too personal at least i'm dressed yeah yeah but i mean
1: even talking about uh like usagi like that uh there was the in the third season they had the uh time the the one the it's like six five or six episodes where the the Daimyo's son who's Daimyo's like the ruler of the battle nexus and he's yeah, not star, it's, he yeah. His, son, his
0: evil son yeah
1: yeah and then they have the one where the uh the turtles are sent uh, like trip time tripping through diff, alternate dimensions. And they have like you know Mikey lands in a universe where they're all superheroes, like mutant heroes, and Splinter is the Shredder. And Dawn goes to like the dark future where you know Mike's missing an arm and Raph's missing an eye, and the Shredders ruin the place. Like,
0: so it's the image series.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then they had one that I didn't know this, uh, that they had this other comic series called Planet Racers. They had the episode where Raphael crossed over directly with uh, Laird and Jim Lawson's comic book series, Planet Racers, which is basically like an intergalactic motocross competition. And I just thought that was really cool because, you know, I find this out later and all that. And Then they have like the two-parter where Leo goes to the bat, goes to Usagi's world and then ends up tripping back to the Battle Nexus, but it's basically like Leonardo in a Samurai
0: movie. And that's what I love about it. Oh, uh, one thing I have to mention is uh, the 87 series, do uh, you like the 87 Rat King because he's basically just a hobo. Yeah. And one thing I have to say, though, is the 2003 Rat King is creepy as all hell.
1: Oh, that was like that, uh, that Agent Bishop clone thing, wasn't yeah, well, it?
0: What I love about it is... It's actually a very faithful adaptation of the, the comic issue where the Rat King showed up, down to the part where, you know, the wall breaking is almost exactly like in the comics. Oh, and by the way, this is what the Rat King looked like in the uh, the 03 series. Just, yeah, it's...
2: Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> but like yeah. I said, like, uh, but at this point, I don't think there was a lot of, like, focus on, like, kids' shows for most part. Like, I remember... By the time the odds were around, there really wasn't any Saturday, like, I'm not Saturday morning. Well, actually, there weren't as many Saturday morning cartoons or afternoon cartoons. Like, I don't remember this airing on, like, any of the the networks. Well, Did let's it?
1: put it this way. If it's not an anime, it's not on TV anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know the american americans taught the japanese how to do some pretty damn good animation and in turn they taught the koreans and the chinese so
4: <laughs>
2: they started they sort of gave it away cuz like we're just talking about the 87 series the first five episodes were done by toei and that basically is how a lot of the japanese studios got better was because they were doing all the american stuff and then they turned around and did their own
0: and then so, and then toei did uh, sailor moon and dragon yeah, ball and
2: Well, you know, they were doing their own stuff too, but I'm just saying, like, it's it was inevitable that they would turn around and become more dominant because they were the ones doing all the animation, whereas the Americans had just basically given up all their animation studios. I mean,
0: well, it it was it was it was a casualty of the time because uh, Fundam and not Fundamation, Filmation, filmation, pardon me, Filmation (laughs) refused to give up, and what happened to, to to them again? Yeah. Went out of business
2: well but like, i think i'm thinking about like um like hanna-barbera basically would outsource their stuff and like basically the simpsons was outsourced from like season two on so we don't really have any Amer. there wasn't any like american animation studios i mean there are some but it's just a lot of the big ones that outsource so they're like caught with their pants down by the time like anime showed up because showed they're like oh shit yeah they outsourced and
1: sourced all that yeah that's the one thing you have to mention about the 03 series that i and this is just my opinion i think this is one of the best animated cartoons that i've seen in probably the last 10 years
4: yeah just
1: because yeah. like because it's solid art and and even the fast forward season which i'm kind of a fan of i i do kind of like it it's It's obviously studio-influenced. I won't deny that, but I still kind of enjoy it. But the first five seasons, and yes, there are five seasons, it just had solid design, solid color, you know, everything. I think the only time you ever saw CGI in that cartoon is, like, where you see, like, that uh, scale, like TMNT in the theme song.
0: Oh, yeah. You know,
1: like, that little piece there. That's the only CGI. This is, like, straight-up 2D animation.
0: And uh, and you know, I just love the fact that you know they they really differentiated the turtles here with you know with the the eighty seven gave them different color bandanas, but this series gave them different you know scale tone, you know you know you know each one, each one was a different shade of green, and I think that really helped differentiate them even further. And uh, and you know, this all culminates back to eighty seven again with a very special movie. When four Turtles aren't enough.
1: (laughs) When eight Turtles aren't enough. Turtles forever.
0: But uh, as that one sitcom says, eight is enough. But uh, (laughs) uh, the... the, uh, No, we're talking about Turtles forever, which... I gotta admit, there was... The way I read it, at least, there was a lot of 87 backlash on Turtles forever. Like, you know, the 87 Turtles were not that goofy. And...
1: I think it was perfectly captured where they fought a giant banana. Was that a giant banana?
3: Yeah, I heard so much shit. Like I heard people like complaining about the uh, about the voices because they couldn't get the originals. And I'm one who always who kind of complains about replacement voices and all that. They were who, damn who, close. The people, they yeah, they were really damn close.
0: I mean, they're Leonardo, closely, they're Leonardo. He was so close.
3: Amazingly enough, that's the one I always hear about is Leonardo. They're like. This Leonardo is way off. I'm like,
0: mm, he's pretty
3: close. He's
0: actually damn close. And one thing, you know, Day and Bebop, I mean, that was a photocopy voice. Yeah, if if you had told me that those are the original voices, I would have in, in- Oh,
2: I've met, I've met Leonardo from the the 2003 series. Well, here he's listed. Uh, Michael Sinterklaas. Yeah. Uh, I've
0: met him before. Uh, and what I love was, you know, they had Crane. The crane in Turtles Forever was damn close. He even did the, the little squawks exactly the same. Yeah, and yeah. I just I just love the plot of of it because because the whole plot is basically telling all those all the people that all through the run of, two, of the 2003 series, no, you got it wrong. The original Turtles is closer to the to the. Uh, to the uh, to the 2003 series than the 87 because because it made a point saying no the original turtles are the Mirage Trolls, and then it showed the Mirage Trolls, and my God they animated the original Eastman Laird <laughs> style perfectly. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm looking at this right now. It's pretty crazy.
0: And even I think they even I think they even scanned in some of those old inks that they did. Of those mm-hmm. backgrounds, because they look... they It has that rough rawness. That, it oh. does
1: have that texture.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah.
1: I have to say, I thought the Raphael was spot on, because a few times watching that, I was like, Rob Paulson, you know?
4: Because
1: <laughs> oh, it really did. And and how, and how one of the best things from the 87s, so how they would break the fourth wall, how they would do that in this one. Then, Who know, are
0: you talking to? There's no one there!
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think the best thing, the best thing from Turtles Forever... Was how the modern turtles, you know, minus Mikey, up to a point, how they just every time the '87 turtles would say something,
0: you see Leo turn around, and he'd just be like, "I'm gonna kill, him. I'm gonna kill." Him. <laughs> well, what? Why love is? Why love is when the, when they came across the '87 foot soldiers, and uh, and Raphael was having fun because he because the foot soldiers in the in the 2000 series were people. So yeah. he wasn't allowed to kill them. But these are robots, and he's like, oh, I can have fun with this. And then all of a sudden, the... Uh...
2: Meet the 80s, when every bad guy is a robot, so we can blow them up.
1: Yeah. and Or even just how they trapped, like, a, you know, it was it Bebop in, like, the stalactite cage? And... Yeah,
0: and what I loved was just, just, just how wacky that fight was. You know, it cuts to, to Leonardo on his back, you know, tumbling one of the foot robots with his feet. And it's playing that wacky woo sound.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and how they even kind of, like, through several scenes, how they worked in, like, the original theme song and yeah. all that. And they even worked in a reference to Ninja Turtles 2 in this thing, which was so awesome.
0: They actually also re- worked in a reference to Ninja Pizza. Oh, yeah,
1: where they... Where they went uh, to the eighty-seven universe.
0: Yeah, and what I love was, you know, just like you know, people were saying, oh, the, the eighty-seven turtles would never go p- go out to a pizza place and broad daylight, I'm like they did in the first episode of eighty-seven. And,
1: and they brought back something that they only had in like the first five episodes was the the elevator down to their den that was in the phone booth. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. But no, like my I love like the uh, because I spoke Ninja Turtles too. There, like where, you know. The eighty-seven shredder is like, well, if there's Ninja Turtles in this universe, there must be a shredder, you know. So he brings, you know, the, the Utram shredder back, who's like marooned on like this ice asteroid.
0: It, what, and, what I loved is, what I loved is they underestimated him because he was the size of Krang and pretty much shaped like Krang. Krang even says he looks all right to me. And then when they revived them, just as an anybody brain thing, he was kicking their asses. Oh, he
1: owned them. He owned them. And then he makes you know, he makes like a new cyber body for himself.
0: Based off of based off of uh Crane's technology, but yeah. Unlike I yours, they, mine works.
1: Yeah. And then they brought back like because the for some reason well, you know, Donnie was carrying like the ampules of Mutagen and then Utram Shredder gets and he starts making mutants and he makes Toka and Razor, and I was like, Yes. What
0: I love what I love <laughs> is uh, they actually show the the goddamn blimp and the uh and the party wagon, and, yeah. and Raph says, What was the cloud car in the shop? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and then and then Mikey's like, Get this thing going any faster? Well, sure, click. And he's like, and then he, his, I, The favorite thing about Mikey in the 03 series is the girlish scream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they drop the balloon and they're in free fall. And there's like the other Mike and Don, and they're just like, Doo, Do, 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 And Mike's like, I'm
0: pissing myself. I'm pissing myself. Well, yeah, what I just love is, you know, the just how ridiculous that uh, the part the, the party wagon looked, you know, just flying through the portal. And what I also <laughs> love was, you know, the whole the whole Dawn thing was like eighties cartoon technology logic of 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 you know the two thousand three Dawn looks at their their so called portal generator and says that's just a flashlight with some metal bits on it. In the eighty-seven, in the eighty-seven, Dawn's like, "Oh, you're not using your imagination. Give me that hammer." He's like, "It's a wrench."
1: Imagination. And then, yeah, just like whack, whack, whack.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I really love that. The how just uh, how uh, how it just sort of went in that direction. Where.
1: Yeah, and then then you get uh, like when once they get to the Marat, like they have that scene where the shredder is like there are turtles in this universe and he, he goes in turns like the dimensional portal into like a universe scanner and he comes out and he's like turtles so many turtles
0: what i love was the wall of turtles they had everything yeah. they had the saint turtles they had they had uh, they had the uh, that limited issue realistic turtles they had uh oh my movies. god they they had the live action turtles Movie turtles, but they didn't have the Next Mutation. The
3: Saban Turtles.
0: Yes, that was the only <laughs> they one had, they
1: didn't. The Next Mutation, I think, was in there. No, it wasn't. You sure? Explicitly left out. Okay. They even had uh, going back to like that time travel episodes where Mike goes to the alternate universe, they have like the hero like the mutant turtles there.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: From, from the O3 series. They even have like a shot of like the little ninja turtles from, like, the 87, or from the Archie comic series. Yeah, they
0: did. And, like I said, what I loved was just the, uh, you know, I just loved how that Shredder, the Goofy Camp Shredder, was totally unprepared for a real badass Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, you're like, oh. give me back my chair, that's an order! Exactly. Yeah. I
1: just love the fact they brought back Krang, you know, the Utron Shredder goes, you know, Godzilla in the 80, in the Mirage universe, and then you're not the only one that has a molecular amplification
0: unit. Unlike yours, mine works. Yeah. And what I loved was how the, uh, you know, it was a joke based off of the original Mirage Shredder dying in the first issue, but how they just took out the Mirage Shredder in that in Turtles Forever by just throwing yeah. trash oh, yeah. at him. Yeah, and then he just whoa! They did the Wilhelm scream on him. Yeah. And then, and and what I loved was just you know. When the the Shredder got big, and (laughs) this was my favorite shot was when the four the four Mirage Turtles jumped on his face. Oh yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) And and then and then and then they says we found this weakness, and then and then Mirage uh, Raph says yeah, Turtles. (laughs) It was so so ridiculous, but so badass. But I mean, Uh, have you
3: brought up the the narration? From the Mirage Turtles. Oh, yeah,
0: where we're, uh, we're, uh, Leo was narrating the fight. That was totally Frank Miller.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I love... That was good. One thing they brought back from the 87 series was, like, the goofy tech that Shredder has, like, where, like, uh, Hun and the Mutant Army and the the upgraded foot soldier robots, which... The nose a, nose. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's a vacuum cleaner with it. You know what? I'm just going to go with it.
0: Oh, what I love, <laughs> what I love was... Uh, was the reason why the Utram Shredder let Rox, they, and back s- stick around was he? they made him laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm guessing you haven't seen Thrills Forever?
2: No, I haven't seen it yet. Um, oh. oh no, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to check this out. I'm actually looking yeah. at stuff about it right now.
3: It's
1: it's made with love. It's, like, it's yeah. just one of the greatest it's, love letters of all time. <laughs> I,
2: I i i have to see this now because like i'm i'm actually like i was actually watching some stuff from it and this looks pretty excellent i'm definitely gonna have to check
0: this out yeah what i love is when they showed up in the 87 universe and they're saying well first we need to do this but first we have to rescue april
3: even the background paintings look like the 87 <laughs> yeah. series. yeah
2: i'm looking at that yeah
3: the only way they could have gotten that more accurate is if they started like dropping frames to make it more like an ACOM cartoon.
1: <laughs> and, and they end up on that same street from the first episode with like the Ninja Dry Cleaners, Ninja Pizza, Ninja Video.
0: And they had someone
1: nah. walk by, and yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said, mutant banana and a mutant pile of grapes, apparent, if I recall
0: correctly. It was actually a mutant bowling pin and bowling ball and mutant leprechauns. <laughs>
1: yeah. And a slice of pizza, wasn't it?
0: Yes, and what I love was just the whole was just how the how the uh, 2003 turtles were just totally like dumbfounded in that scene, like what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just, but yeah, it's like the 87. I love the 87. I I'll always have a, a warm place in my heart for it. But I I like I said, I think the O three series is a superior product in pretty much all fronts except the theme song
0: <laughs> you don't like ninja turtles
1: it, no it's it's to that see of all the things associated with the 03 series that's the only thing that i think sounds like
0: product okay i, I can take it there but you know what i'm gonna say it the 87 theme song is devo oh yeah
1: there, there's no denying that but it is still like that's like top five all-time favorite theme songs I just That's have to true. say, you know, because I mean, it, it was fun and it was catchy and it was goofy and it worked for the show. I mean, the show. yeah, because even the the theme song was more badass than the show ever was after yeah. the five episodes. I have yeah.
2: to I have to agree. I have to say the '87 theme song is much better than the '2003 uh, theme song. '2003 uh, theme song unfortunately suffers from Aughts disease, which is everything is extreme. Well, Even yeah, though I mean... the series is darker, it's just the intro is just sort of like, oh, this is not good at all. This is just some let's put some some guitar riffs in here and we'll we'll make it seem scary and shit.
0: That's yeah, true, I mean, but I did like that. I did like that shot of Casey Jones with the roll call, though. Yeah, oh, yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, it's okay, but it's just I don't know. I have to I have to say that the the original theme song was much better. At least it was fun and fit the show a little better and wasn't like generic. Cause like even even if it was goofy and goofy was in back in the eighty seven, it it's unique. You can actually like remember it. It's not like every other like theme song from that period, which was goofy and yeah. fun and or trying to be fun, but not.
1: Yeah, I mean the yeah. they only changed it like the original theme song, they changed it. The, like the animation that was used in it. Oh god, the second version,
0: the animation. Actually, there's three versions of the, uh, using that song. That the first version, not many people know about, but the first airing of the miniseries didn't have the turtles doing those little interjections. Oh. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. just there was no. He's a radical rat. There's none of that. Yeah. There, but they there, have the it, it's it's rare to find i only know one person has a vhs copy of it that they taped while it was on the air so
1: yeah so but i mean they had like the second version where it's it's splinter taunton be ninja teens and it's like you see all of them like sparring and working out and whatnot it
0: and horribly was- animated i might add because that yeah. that version of the intro is actually animated by animated by acom
1: yeah and then they had the the remix one that ended, like for the last couple of years with the shots from the
0: live from action the, movie. Yeah, the Red Sky yeah.
1: shots. And the, that yeah. one I was just that's that's I'm like Kitty Hawk. That's where I checked out.
0: Yeah, but I have a problem with the second intro because you have scenes where they're fighting the shredder and what they do. Yeah Michelangelo like like uh like uh frog hopping over his back and uh, Raphael pulling his helmet over his head. And they're yeah. like they're like doing schoolyard taunts to the shredder. It's like this is when or where I start where I check down. I wasn't taking the shredder seriously because they weren't taking the shredder seriously.
1: No, I I never took the shredder seriously after those first five episodes because he never got near that like tonight I dine on. Tur-. He never got anywhere near the level of villainy that was inherent in tonight I dine on turtle soup ever again. No, I mean he's wearing bladed, you know, samurai ninja armor. Why aren't you taking it to these guys? No, you're tr- you're turning around in like these mine cars that like, you know, dig yourself down to the center of the earth and blah blah blah
0: and giggle rays.
1: Yeah, giggle rays. And then then he had like that funky communicator and then basically after like the first season of the 87 series, Shredder became Krang's bitch. Yeah. So they, just, like, well, they were like,
2: actually just mostly hanging out, and like occasionally they go, "Oh yeah, remember we were supposed to be getting some turtles for some reason?"
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a well, like this is this is very odd because uh, because this is like another Sunbow production, like uh, where you have two. G. Yeah. You have two bad guys, and yeah, exactly.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and and it, it, the the eighty seven Watch- series, it was just fun. It it wasn't going to take itself seriously or anything
0: like that. David I mean, Wise. I was going to say David uh, Wise writes what he knows.
3: Shredder was more incompetent than uh, Cobra Commander and uh, oh, Skeletor. Oh,
0: oh my!
2: At least you know. Co- at least Cobra Commander had some ideas to make money occasionally. Shredder was just mostly like yeah. just sitting around,
0: sitting around in the Technodrome in Dimension X, bitching.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? And and I'd argue that Skeletor wasn't necessarily incompetent as he wasn't a very good planner.
2: Yeah. He was, he was well. He was more like you know. He had some bright ideas, had a plan,
1: but he didn't you know, have any follow through.
2: No, no follow through at all. But at least he has some loyal men who are willing to you know put up with his incompetence. You know, and Cobra Commander occasionally did make money. I mean, Cobra can't be cheap to run.
1: Yeah. Well, the, Although they you know, did that's over where the Cobra twins come in, but that's another.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have their old economic theory. It's a uh... yeah. Oh Neil, it's uh, one thing I have to bring up about the 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 turtles, uh, the the, the uh, two thousand three series. What? Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking about competence and incompetence. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing to keep in mind is, you know, throughout most of the series, you know, Shredder was winning most throughout most of the two thousand three series. I mean, okay. you know, he didn't really lose even when they cut his head off because like because that was just a robot head, you know. <laughs> you know, it's no, it's no. They they did all sorts of shits to, to, to the street. They left him in a exploding building for crying out loud and he just was in a healing vat for a little while. I mean yeah. but... but
2: that's what that was a dark that was a darker series. I mean, it was a different time than like eighty seven where I mean it was like of course there were robots because back then you couldn't show any harm towards human beings. Whereas that kind of got relaxed as like the boomers' children had already grown up and well, they didn't care anymore about what What was going on on TV?
1: Yeah, but I mean, speaking of humans like uh, getting hurt, they have like that episode in the fourth season where Stockman clones himself a human body, and then it starts falling apart like zombie style. (laughs) Oh man! I think
3: that's the episode I was thinking of earlier.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that one actually—that actually did get aired because I remember watching that on TV. You know, but he's like falling apart zombie style, and he gets all Frankenstein and he starts going nutsy and is. Mom or his grandma and you know, by the yeah. end of it he's back to being a brain in a jar. But
0: oh one wow. thing I have to bring up is in the eighty seven series, in the actual cartoon itself, April really never learned how to defend herself. I remember an episode in the Red Sky series, crying out loud, where she's carjacked, you know, remember the big bad someone else now. But she's carjacked by uh by uh Krang and Shredder. They they like open up the door to, to the back <laughs> of her car while she's in the restroom hour. She's like, Oh great. Yeah, that, that's the best she could do. She could just yeah. she just goes, "Oh, great!" Hey, but ball- that's,
2: that's the <laughs> attitude that was going on in the eighties. Like, I mean, the attitude was is women get kidnapped and men go save them. I mean,
0: while well, in the while well, in the O three series, uh, April actually trains under Master Splinter and becomes quite formidable on her own. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but I mean, like, okay, let's let's take for instance, like uh, Samus Aran. Like, it was a big shock that <gasps> it's a chick think about that like that was back she's then. wearing
3: a bathing suit
2: i know but it was a <laughs> chick with a gun and she now wears a bathing suit excellent but that was that was shock that was shocking back then it wasn't like normal to see a woman like kicking butt even as late as that like especially in like cartoons girls were were frail and get get um kidnapped all the time and and a boy has to come save them yeah was, i don't i don't even, agree it was with even that. it was even in girl it was even in girl series it was like girl gets kidnapped guy has to come save her and like that was
0: you unless know, it was sailor moon where guy gets kidnapped and brainwashed and girl has to
2: well that but that's japanese i'm talking about like american cartoons that was mostly the that was how it went until i would say i don't know probably like in the late 90s things sort of changed When they were like, let's be edgy and have the girl be a hero. (gasps) Oh my god.
1: Revelation.
2: Brilliant. (laughs) And and women can have orgasms? Shocking.
0: (laughs) No, no, that's still a myth. We we, we need we need we need to save that. We need to save that, Neil, for for future reference. Okay. (laughs) We could yeah. use that. We could use that in so many ways, but oh, but yeah. But,
2: just, the, just... but it's true. It's true. I mean, like, and but but another thing about I'd say about the 2003 series why I think it's so edgy compared to the to the 1987 series is they knew that a lot of the people who would watch it would have been people who grew up on the 87 series because like there are a lot of people who look back the 87 series and they wouldn't say it was very goofy. And I think that's why the like the 2003 series is a little bit more adult, is because it's like trying to play on that whole, oh, you remember this is serious. Well, here it is serious. Well, like Enjoy. I said,
0: one of the things I think is, you know, this is actually this is actually Laird doing a faithful, not yeah. exactly faithful, because in in the actual Mirage Comics, the Shredder was just yeah, Europa well, yeah, well, you know, had, to cha- but, had
2: to change that.
0: But like I said. I think this is this is him doing the series how he wants, and you know, and one thing I have to point out is after that, he pretty much says he's done with Ninja Turtles and he moved on from it. I think he just wanted to get it out of his system and do it faithfully just mm-hmm. once. and And I think that that's a that's a uh, I think that is a uh, that is definitely a benefit to Ninja Turtles fans in the future because. I'm just gonna say it honestly. I think the the one thing that holds up A7 in such a high acclaim is the nostalgia factor. Is you know if you show the two series, don't tell them about when either was made. Show them both. Show someone about eight years old that knows nothing of Ninja Turtles. Show mm-hmm. them both and say, okay, uh, which of these two do you like better? I think you're gonna see majority of people like the 2003 series more.
2: Oh yeah, They're, I would I would definitely. Based on what I know about the 2003 series, I would definitely say they would go for the 2003 series. I mean, the 1987 series is basically a series of its time. Like, the goofiness, the... Well, I mean, it it really is, like, you can't... It's not a kind of show that would be made today. Well, it would be made, but I think not as goofy. And I think that was just because of, like, the time period. Because, like, I wouldn't... I, the reason I think I got hooked on Ninja Turtles was mostly because like the stories continued, but I had just come back from Japan where like I had watched Saint Seiya, and there was there's literally like episodes upon episodes of where this chick is like bleeding all over the place. Freya her name's Freya. She's like bleeding to atone for her sins, and I'm watching this as like a six year old kid. And well, so bleeding
0: to atone for her sins is she like a, a Christian?
2: Oh uh, well, well, it's Norse. She's like a, she's like part of the Norse uh, saints. So okay. like she's like you know there's a lot there's a lot of that sacrifice shit in Norse mythology. So so like she's just lost the war against Saint Seiya and all those saints and stuff. And like so she's bleeding everywhere. On um, she's like holding a sword and there's blood flowing and and like and all the dead people are coming back from you know from their graves. And I'm I'm like six and I'm watching this. So like. I saw hardcore and then like I come back to Japan come back to America and everything's kind of goofy. But at <laughs> least Ninja Turtles, as goofy as it was, had an ongoing story, which I think is another reason that people really like Ninja Turtles was because it was like, this builds on itself. It's not like every up ep- you know, every week we kind of visit these characters and they do something wacky, which was sort of the norm, except for like some stuff from like the early eighties. But, like, I remember that time period when I came back, most everything was, like, you know, weekly episode with some characters, probably going to be based on a movie. And then there was Ninja Turtles, which was a continuing series, which was kind of cool and different. And I was kind of jonesing for that. But I know that Americans were not used to that because, like, I would say aside from, like, maybe Transformers, there really wasn't much of that. Like, in some of the Marvel stuff, mm. there was continuing story, but, like, not really. It was mostly, like, Monster of the Week sort of deals. But I think that's what most people remember the 87 series is. They remember, oh, my God, there's story in this. Is You know, and they don't even remember the goofiness. They just remember there was something going on. It wasn't like these turtles lived in a static world. Like, Krang would, lo- would like, lose parts of his suit or something like that. you know so i think that's part of the reason they remember the 87 series so fondly and i think they don't want to give up give the 2003 series a chance just because it's like it's different and i've never seen it but like based on what y'all described it as it sounds like i'm okay with that that's fine it's (laughs) just i probably you know i'm gonna be honest i probably won't watch it just because i'm like well let's be honest i've i've seen ninja turtles i'm kind of like i want to move on to Something new, which is why I'm kind of like with the 2012 series. Like, why are you doing this? I mean,
1: because they want money.
2: I know they want money, but it's like,
0: well, it's it's. Eastman uh, and Laird no longer own it. It's 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 in it's in Nickelodeon's hands.
2: Yeah, and so I'm kind of like, uh, whatever. I'll make money. I mean, I'm amazed that like the My Little Pony, New My Little Pony. No, I don't like the T V series as much, but I'm amazed that like it came back with such force because I'm like looking at this new twenty twelve Ninja Turtles, I'm like, this is not gonna have any momentum Because 'Cause yeah. they've already done it too many times, especially with that movie that came out a few years back. It was just disappointing.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think the time for Ninja Turtles is definitely over. It needs yeah. to uh it needs to rest for a while. Maybe well, that may be, be forever. We don't know, but that um, yeah, it definitely like, needs a rest.
2: It's like GI Joe. I mean, GI Joe was like kind of a cool toy back in like the 60s, and then it came back in the 80s, but it just has never made a comeback since then. But it's because like that time is over. We know the idea of GI Joe is kind of like old. Ninja Turtles has been played out, and that's fine. And that, and I'm also, also I, I just I wish that people would just stop remaking things unless you actually have something to like add like with your scripture of the 2003 series it's obvious that there was some stuff to add to it but stop remaking things just to remake it i'm i'm tired of that i just want some new stuff damn it
1: because yeah, like go ahead i don't want to do that
2: i know well because that well one it's that they want to be lazy and then two it's they it's... have to hold on to their copyright
0: and also, it's guaranteed money.
2: Oh, yeah, it's guaranteed money. But eventually, that that stops working. If you piss people off, eventually it just stops.
0: That's that's definitely true. And I think on that note, we're going to wrap up this uh, side-by-side, guys.
4: All right.
0: But uh, very quickly, very quickly, uh, I'm just going to say my preference. I prefer the O3 series. Neil? Um, you know, I haven't seen too much
3: of the O3 series. I'll always have i always have a place in my heart for the uh, for the original just because the original cartoon that is I'm not talking about the comic uh, just because it was re- really wacky and you had you had fun characters like Bebop and Rocksteady and you know even Leatherhead because he sounded like Justin Wilson and <laughs> you had uh, Krang and Shredder which were the ultimate married couple <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it it was it was a really goofy cartoon but it was meant to be goofy and. As long as you don't travel into the later seasons, you know, it's okay.
1: Okay. Uh, JT? Oh, 03 all the way. It's better, aside from the theme song, better writing, better animation, and far more respect for the fans than anything post-87, I'm going to say, in a television format. Okay. Kitty Hawk?
2: Well, uh, like I said, I've mostly only seen the uh, 87 series and read the, the Archie comics. But based on what I've heard from like the 2003 series, it actually sounds pretty cool. It sounds like like it, it, it adds something to the series. It's not just like a rehash. But um, if I'm going to decide between the two, I'm going to go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Konami?
2: <laughs> yes, of course. Because, oh, my God, I love that game. My brother and I used to play that on the NES. Even though it does not hold a candle to the arcade, we played that all the time. It was excellent. Well, they excellent. could have
0: used the extra cartridge space to... Uh, no. No. Oh, <laughs> do no, no, think Chris Bores on this show.
2: <laughs> anyway. I,
0: I know. <laughs> this is the most retarded thing I've heard. There's there's this video game reviewer named Chris Bores that thought that extra cartridge space could be used to turn 8-bit graphics into 16-bit graphics.
2: Yeah, I've heard this, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing is, the, the NES
3: version is so much longer than the arcade version. Yeah. Not, not just not just because it had two extra levels, but because each and every single level was expanded ridiculously. It's a very long game,
2: but it, it's still good. I mean, I it was, yeah, it's wonderful. It was a wonderful game. I had a lot of fun with it, and actually, probably the reason I have such a fond memory of Ninja Turtles is the video games. Because uh, even though the first one is incredibly hard, I, I do enjoy I do enjoy it a little bit because it is so hard. But I really the arcade game is what I remember whenever I think of Ninja Turtles and that goofy uh Konami art that they had for the cover with them all skateboarding and stuff. Fair And I'll
3: enough. even give a I'll even give a give a shout out to a couple of the Game Boy games.
2: Oh, Fall yeah. of the Foot
3: Clan Fall of the Foot Clan is pretty darn good. And not the second one. The second one is kinda of sucky. Well, the third one the third one is a Metroidvania, which is really weird for Ninja Turtles, but
2: well, you, no, no, you no. It, it's not weird because it's like Konami. So, and a lot, I you know, like I always refer to the first Ninja Turtles game as uh, Metal Gear Ninja Turtles because <laughs> of the way, like, it's a top-down. But uh, here's a picture of the arcade game cover for uh, NES, and it's like it's got a coupon for a free personal pan pizza, and we actually did use that coupon. I
0: love, I, I love the personal pan pizzas of back then. They don't taste the same today.
2: Well, oh, you know, yeah. they actually, you know, actually I found out that some of the toppings they put on the pizzas now are made from wood chips. Uh, what? Yeah. yeah, wood chip. I, like oh, when, you cel- when you see cell, when you see cellulose in a, a recipe, it means wood chip. But wow. yeah, that, I found that out recently because I was like,
0: I love those old pizza huts that brought you the picture of, of soda, you know?
1: Oh yeah, I remember and that. And they had
0: the arcade machines in there and, and oh yeah, it's I love those old Pizza Hut's.
1: I really wish I hadn't heard that cuz I used to get I I get a stuffed crust Pizza Hut pizza every year for WrestleMania.
2: Dude, dude, I don't even care. <laughs> I'll still eat it even if it's got like what It's like it's like Taco Bell. I know it's got I know it's got sand in it, <laughs> but it's so good. It's
1: so good. I, I I know not the I know not the majesty that is the Taco Bell. So Oh, well, I mean, uh, they
2: might—they might actually have different ingredients for Canada as well, too. It's, it's like,
0: meat-like. It's meat-like product.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ta- ta- <laughs> Taco Taco Bell is uh isn't a is a sometimes food to paraphrase uh Cookie Monster because, yeah, but that, that shit's not that shit's not food. That's just <laughs> not. And,
1: and that 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 ain't Cookie Monster. I'm sorry, it's not. Oh no, and,
2: uh, it uh, unfortunately is Cookie Monster because we're at that point.
0: <laughs> oh, and uh, here is uh. And, uh, you know, to wrap this up here, yeah. li- uh, you know, we're going to link this, this guy's YouTube channel, but here's a video there. There are so many mis- animation mistakes in the 87 series. That guy has a YouTube channel that has like hundreds upon hundreds of them. But this clip I picked especially because this is one of the few times where the animators like the animators, like were really focusing on really animating. The only thing animated well in the scene is April's ass.
2: Well, yeah. Cause that's, what's important.
0: Just watch the scene and you'll see what I mean. And, yeah, this guy, Neil, we're going to link this guy's YouTube channel on the post because he shows every single animation mistake this whole series has. I okay.
2: see this. I'm, I'm looking at these mistakes. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. So there must be, like, hundreds of hours.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I might watch these later.
0: Yeah, yeah. he disabled comments because the first couple ones he had 87 fans really pissed off him, saying, how dare you do this, do this? Uh, it's
2: funny because it's it, it, there were lots of mistakes in it. As a My Little Pony fan, I accept that there are mistakes with the toys. You and accept the, it
0: like a child with the flaws.
2: Yeah, well, well, when you're a child, you just think, well, that's just, you know... Well, whatever. I feel like
0: a parent accepts a child.
2: Well, it's it's more like, you know, it's more like a little kid saying, I saw daddy putting a bike t- together downstairs. I'm going to believe that was Santa Claus.
0: Well, at least you didn't believe until you're 25. Oh. oh, but, uh, but like I said, uh, we're wrapping up, uh, you know, the, I, I do I do still, still think you have to see the 87 series. If not just for the, uh, just for the five part mini series, just to have that feel of, of what, uh, you know, I can't believe it's not Sunbow is like, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> So I am your host, Ben. GV mystery. GT from Saskatoon.
2: And Kitty Hawk of com. Transgendered magical girls meet Norse gods. You'll love it.
0: All right. And good night.
2: Good night.
0: There we go. So long. All right.